Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Welcome to another Journey Now podcast. And um, we are in the closing episodes of our series on addictions. And today we wanted to bring a new perspective in. And so I asked a friend of mine, this is Kevin, by the way, uh, Tim Skipper, one of the elders here at Journey Church, to come and share some of his story around this. And, and the goal today is to hear how God works in circumstances, how God works in these things, but also just to shine a little light on some hope. If you're out there and you're listening to this and trying to figure out, okay, I've heard the explanations and I kind of get the idea, but how does this really work? Um, hopefully today we can shine a little light on that for the, for the experience that Tim had as he went through some of this process. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Tim, welcome to the Journey Now podcast. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. So, a quick question. You know, uh, when I uh, we've known each other for six years now. That's right. Wow. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> and uh, I met you um, as as one of the leaders here at Journey in the music ministry. And, yeah. And uh, you were going through a season of of working out some of the issues in your life. Gosh, man, yeah. I was right in the midst of it when we met. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> first, uh, it's not, I, I don't, you can share what you want, so I'm yeah, not, yeah. You, you share what you want to share. But in the midst of all of that, in those moments, um, can you share a little bit of the fear that comes with actually stepping into the light or trying to shine light on it or to... Yeah. Share some of the apprehension of, oh, okay, I do have an issue, but what do I, how, mm, is there a lot of fear involved? Is there a lot? Right. So if you could share a little of that. So that I think if people are sitting in that, they can go, okay, yeah, I can, I can wrestle with this. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, the, the biggest thing, and I'll just give you just a little bit of background on my story. I'll try to make it brief, but, uh, it's all right. Uh, when I was, uh, kind of in middle school, I'd grown up in a, in a fairly, uh, fundamentalist is not the right word, but, um, a, a fairly strict religious, uh, upbringing. Okay. Um, and so I was keenly aware of that, uh, God does not like sin. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and nor does he like sinners, nor does he like <laughs> sinners. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and so uh, there was there was some circumstances that happened where I was introduced to pornography um, at a very young age mm-hmm. um, in a very uh, unfortunate situation. Um, I knew it was wrong, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's like I know this is wrong. It carries a label sinful with it, and I'm simultaneously excited by this. Right. And it's very interesting. And what the heck is going on? Yeah. I think I should probably keep this to myself. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, right? don't tell anybody. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That seemed like the best option at the time. And that turned into uh, close to 20 years or so of that sort of pattern yeah. um, where it's okay for me to explore what my sexuality is and what happens, you know, like uh, as long as I don't tell anybody about it. And so I became addicted to pornography. Mm at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And as the internet developed, right. 
the opportunities for easy access to pornography became, I mean, it's so crazy. It, like it's I, exponentially just exploded. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There was right. a, there's actually a guy who wanted to do a study on it with, with younger people. This was maybe 10 years ago. And, um, he, so he was going to do this controlled experiment and he needed a, a control group of college age kids that hadn't viewed pornography. He couldn't and find any. He couldn't find a single one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how prevalent and how easy it is. And oh, so yeah. anyway, but I got... Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's just crazy. I know. Yeah. It's not that he couldn't find a group. He couldn't find one. Right. Which is just... just yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I spent 20 plus years hiding this from uh, everyone close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's thing, something I would do in secret, something I would do keep yeah. to myself. Yeah. Um, and as addiction works, it's a progressive disease and I like the disease model. I think it's a little incomplete personally, but I like the, the disease model. Okay. Uh, you're not bad getting good. You're, you're sick getting well. Okay. Um, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a better way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah, think yeah. so. Um, yeah. and, uh, so anyway, as it, as it progresses, uh, you need more novelty, you need more excitement. Right. And so the things that used to work don't work anymore. And all right. of a sudden you need to, and so I found myself in my marriage lying to my wife. I was lying right. to my family. I was lying to my community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also I was beginning to set the stage for, uh, crossing the flesh barriers, what we call it. And so I was trying to orchestrate, um, affairs and, um, right. and that sort of thing. Um, I knew it was wrong. Right. And so I was, you know, but I got really good at moving goalposts, you yeah. know? Right. You can rationalize just about anything. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's part of the, the, the shame of the addiction and it's part of the, um, why it keeps going. Yeah. Why you can, you can find ways to justify. You really can. Yeah. 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 And I was so afraid. I was so, um, scared of being known, um, in that way. Uh, mostly because I thought I would be condemned. I thought I would lose everything that I'd worked so hard to right. acquire, uh, quote unquote, um, you know, like this sort of image of who, I thought I was representing myself as. Right. I was hoping people would perceive me a certain way. Um, and, uh, and, and so, I mean, gosh, Kevin, for, for years, I wanted to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Um, and when it, the hopelessness that comes along with um, all of that time, uh, just keeping it to yourself and, and, and vowing to do better. You know, I, you know, I quit pornography a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oftentimes several times in a day, you know, like it's just like, I'm done. I I will never do this again. Like it's just, it's destroying me. It's destroying my life. I can't think clearly. I can't, Mm -hmm. uh, successfully, uh, have relationship in the way that I want with the people who I love the most. And yet, uh, it, I was just powerless over it. Yeah. And so, um, the, there were a couple of things that really um, uh, began to happen f- for me to at least entertain the idea of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And one of them was um, here at Journey Church, our old uh, senior pastor, Jamie George, mm-hmm. he, at one point, uh, I was leading worship with Stephanie, and in between services, at one point, he pulled me aside and he said, 
you know, sometimes you're here <laughs> and I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. And sometimes I just see the mask that you're wearing. If you ever want to get rid of that mask, I think it would be a really beautiful thing for you to just show up fully as yourself. Wow. Here, here in this church, yeah. this body. <clears throat> and I was just blown away by that. I was sure. like, I thought I was representing myself so well. Right. You know, and then the other thing was uh, in Romans 2, where it says it's the kindness of the Lord, which draws us to repentance. Yeah. <clears throat> I found that, to, I, I, I actually saw that as a hypothesis. Like, can I put that to the test? Yeah, right. I, I want to try to put that to the test. Right. Now, I didn't read the verses after that where it, where it talks about, but God is also firm. He will grab you by the hand and, and lead you into radical life change, and it will it will hurt. It'll hurt a little, yes. Yeah. But, but he'll the, do it kindly. In the most beautiful... Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the kindness that draws you to that. Yes. Because it hurts because you have to look at the wreckage. Right. of your past right right yeah that's what hurts yeah i've caused this much pain right um and to own that is hard it's very hard yeah yeah it hurts yeah but um yeah and so so you felt safe at some point at some point i felt safe to tell part of the truth okay yes. i didn't didn't feel safe to tell the whole, the whole truth, truth. Right. yeah that's right right and so i began with my wife and i began telling her uh you know, she had asked me a hundred times in the first three years of our marriage, like, I know you used to struggle with pornography. Yeah. Is that something that you still struggle with? And I, no, 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 no. You know, I'm yeah. over that. Right. And I just would lie to her, just mm -hmm. to her face. And then finally one time she asked me and I said, okay, yes, it's something I still struggle with, but only a couple of times. All right. Yes, you know, yes. and then the <clears> next day, she would say, that didn't feel right to me. Is that mm. true? And we're like, no, it's not true. This is what happened. She said, and then the next day I'd remember something else. And we went through about a two-week process of rigorous honesty of like yep. new levels. And she didn't know where the bottom was. And, and quite honestly, I didn't either. Like right. that's how deluded I was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wanted the truth to be whatever I said it was. Right. And not the truth to be the truth. Right. Just be what it is, you know. Yes. And so um, we were we were seeing a counselor at the time who um, I'm so grateful for him. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I was seeing, we were seeing him as a couple and I was seeing him in a men's group. Oh. And so he knew so much of my story. Right. And when this all came out, he wasn't surprised. Yeah. And he said, okay, you have an addiction. Yeah. You need to go to recovery meetings starting yesterday yes yeah. and i think you need to go to um to a uh like an intensive program right and he suggested one that was going to be way way too much money for us and we <laughs> so we found one that fit our needs but yeah i remember uh you know just going this can't be my life Right. This can't be how it unfolds. So really, though, if you look at your story, like, let me just interject into this story yeah. for a second. There was the intersection of a lot of things that took place at the same time. Right. That brought you um, into the light, for lack of a better way. And um, from your your faith community, mm -hmm. your church. That's right. Your, the pastor, um, your relationship with your wife, um, 
you were seeing a counselor already. Mm-hmm. So you had some form of, you were open to therapy at yeah. that point. So there was a lot going on around you or swirling around you that, that kind of made it possible Yes, for you to go, okay, I'm not, I'm not isolated to the point where I don't know where to find a solution or, or to reach help or to find relationship that people would probably go, okay, we'll walk through this with you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I'd already dipped my toe into some of the <clears throat> waters um, of, you know, just wondering if it would be safe mm-hmm. to come, you, you know, I, I wanted to, I always wanted to be, right. be known in this in the sense that I didn't want people to know what I had done, but right. I, but I wanted to be known in the sense that I don't want this to be my life forever. Right. Um, right. And, and, and I want to move on from it. Right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So you used a phrase just a minute ago, um, rugged writ truth no rigorous honesty. rigorous honesty can you talk about that for just a second yes little, can you go into that a little bit more because i think that's what we're talking about absolutely yeah um, yeah, yeah rigorous honesty yeah i learned that in recovery rooms okay real fast okay and that was um you know it wasn't just about you know tell tell the people you love what you've done right it was about take an inventory every single day of everything that you've said today and what was true and what was not. Mm. And so for instance, I remember, this is just an innocuous example, but I remember one time I was at Publix for lunch and this was early in recovery Mm -hmm. and I wanted a donut. Yeah. And so I went back there and I was like, gosh, those donuts look good. All right, give me two of them. And so I got two donuts Uh and Stephanie called me and uh and and we were talking and and i said yeah i had a donut today yeah. at, uh for for dessert yeah. you know yeah. and for whatever reason i f- i felt shame about telling the truth that i had two. two and so i told her i had one okay because i thought it made me look better right and i'm starting to realize oh my gosh lying is a, a language for me right like it it became that easy yeah and so i was like well you can correct this right now and I was like, nah, nah, nah. I don't it's, want it's to. It's a little white lie. Come, yeah, on, come yeah. on. Who cares if I had one or two? Yeah, right. right. So yeah. we hang up the phone and it's just eating me. Mm. It's just eating away, you know? And so I called her back and I said, okay, I lied to you earlier. I told you I had one donut. I actually had two. Uh-huh. And she's laughing at me, you know? She's yeah. like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. I said, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not fine. Right. This, this is where it starts. You know, right. If I go to the store and I spend $12 and 50 cents on something and I come mm-hmm. home and you say, how much you spend on that? And I say, ah, 10 bucks. Yeah. It's not true. Right. That's not rigorously honest. Got it. And if you don't start at the very beginning, you can move those goalposts. I've in my life, at least, right. I, I'm living proof of being able to move those goalposts as far away as, as I need to. Right. Um, and so that's, that's the idea of rigorous honesty. Okay. Is like and it's and, a, it's a process is what I'm hearing you say though. It's, it is. It's and it's a discipline. Is, yes. is also what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <clears throat> That's one of my and, and you have to find people that are safe. For sure. Know? Um right. that's that's one of the beauty beautiful things of recovery. Mm-hmm. 
is a lot of times I'll call people in the program and I'll say, I'm struggling. And the first thing that they'll say is, what have you done? And what are you thinking of doing? Oh, okay. Which is, a, I mean, yeah. how beautiful is that? Yeah. Like, what have you done? And what are you thinking of doing? <laughs> okay, well, now we can now we can really get it out on the table, you know? Right. Yes. So, and therein lies the relational um, equity in those kind of programs that allows for understanding and safety. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because they've walked with you. Yeah. And they've also had their own battles, per se. A hundred percent. Yeah. You hear your own story in those rooms over and over. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of the an anonymity of it is that you don't know what their politics are. You don't know what their job is a right. lot of times. Um, it's just um, they play, pray, uh, place principles above personalities. Mm. Uh, so the anonymity is, is that. But then also the idea of no crosstalk mm. is you just say it. It fall like, I just say what I've thought about doing. I say what I've done. It falls in the middle of the room, and then we just let it be what it is. Nobody tries to fix it. Right. You just let it be what it is. Okay. And you live with the feelings, you live with the guilt, you live with the um, sometimes the triumph, depending on sure what the share is. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bet that it leaves for some awkward moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Especially with a bunch of codependent people who want to fix each yeah, other. Yeah, right. Like they're dying. Yeah. Like, oh, I got an idea. Yeah, let me help you with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. We don't want you to feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Don't feel that way. Just, <clears throat> right. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And then you get used to just being uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's, there. there's the dilemma. Like when you, um, a lot, for a lot of people, and I, I just want to go down this path briefly. For a lot of people that, and, and not even in the world of addiction, just in the world of, man, I've done some things I'm just regret, like, and I, and, and I don't want to be known that way. But I also, um, when, when I step into a church um, right now, especially in today's culture, the church doesn't feel very safe. No. And especially when you're, you're willing to say or want to say, I've been struggling with pornography or I've been struggling with you fill in the blank and it's, right. and it's not very Christian like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, as you grew up in the, I grew up in a fundamental Christian home and, mm -hmm. and we didn't talk about those things and we didn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. And so you, you were taught to hide your sin. Um, yet you found a way to, I mean, you had to find safe people in the church and you had to find the right people to talk to in the church. It wasn't just like everybody in the church is safe. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. There there are some people that aren't going to understand. Right. Yeah. And so you're trying to find a way to navigate the faith walk with the therapy walk and somehow they meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. And uh, for you, that story also was found in um, in a week-long thing that you went to yeah forgetting the name of it uh on site on site yeah right right yep is that faith-based or is that not faith-based 
I got really lucky there because it's not faith-based. Okay. Um, I went to a specific program called the uh, Healthy Sexuality and Intimacy Program. Right. And so, but the guy who led our program um, led it in a in a non-faith way, I guess. Okay. But he was a Christian, okay. and I knew that. Okay. And he would speak directly to that. Okay. And so there were a couple of, uh, there was myself and another guy in the program who were believers and he would speak directly to us in that language. Wow. Uh, and then we had atheists and, you know, <laughs> yeah, we right. had the whole gamut. Right. right. But yeah, he met us where we were. Okay. And uh, the biggest thing that I remember him, you know, because this other guy that I was with, this was so fascinating to me. He was, uh, he was pretty zealous and he was like, look, I don't know why I'm here. The only reason I'm here is because my wife left me with my kids. Uh, Right. Okay. Well, so now we know why you're here. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He said, but God is going to heal me. He's just going to take this addiction away from me, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually he's just going to do it. Okay. And so the, 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 the instructor says, all right, here's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to go and I want you to read every example of every miracle that Jesus ever performed. And I want you to notice that he never changed a person's character in any of those miracles, like overnight. It never happened. It requires participation after the fact. He would heal physical manifestations of those things and ailments and and, and these things, uh, but he would always leave the character issue to be resolved in relationship with the Trinity. Wow. Which was so powerful. Yeah. Because this guy was like, no, come on. <laughs> yeah. And he I, went and did it. Because he really just wanted to take a pill and be fixed. That's exactly right. Right. And he just happened to say, God is my fix. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But when it comes to character issues. Right. It's different. Those things don't heal overnight. Right. Which is, I, I think is the beauty of, uh, there's another saying in recovery, um, uh, when it comes to addiction, no matter how far down the road I've gotten, I'm still 10 feet from the ditch. And I was the entire time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because I, like, you talk to Dave, and so physiologically yep. yeah. and, 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 and neurologically even, it's like, this could go This yeah. could go off the rails at any given yeah. moment. Any given moment. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, you know, we talked, when I talked to Dave Verhagen, if you haven't heard the two first episodes, please do listen to them. But he talked about the um, the the struggle with um, addiction being like stopping in a moment. Like I've been sober for X amount of days, and and going to the twelve step thing. He says it for some people it works really good, for other people it doesn't. Totally. And um, <clears throat> he goes into great explanation on this, much better than what I'm going to do at this moment. But he said because the moment you you take a step back, the moment you take a drink. You don't go from I'm I'm 30 days sober to, oh, I'm 30 and a half or I'm 31 or I just go back to 29. You go all the way back to zero. That's right. Yeah. And and it's it's this. uh, It's it feels like failure. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Even though you made it for 30 days, Mm -hmm. that one drink or that one thing that you do puts you all the way back to your starting point. Right. And he said, and, and he thinks, you know, he describes as well. He's, he's more into moderated change mm-hmm. over time. 
than abrupt. Um, but he, again, he would say 12 step work for some people, some people mm -hmm. it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and if you have, you know, if it, like, if you have the willpower in many cases mm -hmm. to be able to go, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And if I have enough people around me that hold me accountable, I get, I cannot do this. Yeah. He said, that's a rough, rough path. Mm. <laughs> cause now, no doubt. cause now you, you, it weighs on you not to. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but, I, I, I'll tell you what, I was, I was very fortunate in that case because I, he's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I do think that, um, I'll, more often than not, the tapering is sort of the path. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate in that Stephanie and I were doing music full time. Right. And we were singing cute, happy love songs in our little duo. Yes. And, I remember this. We've had this conversation yeah. before, but I remember this. Yes. <laughs> and when, when this stuff hit the fan. Yeah, it's really tough. Oh, she wasn't going to be singing with me anytime soon. <laughs> no. So, cute little love songs kind of yeah. went out the door. Yeah, so yeah. we canceled everything that we had scheduled. And so the, the thing that I look back on that I was very fortunate with was that my counselor said, what, what it would it look like if you just made recovery your full-time job? For the foreseeable future right and so i would go to two meetings a day sometimes right um and i had the space to do that yeah that's nice um not everybody does no right. yeah we didn't have kids you know and right and so you know i literally could do that mm -hmm. and but the detox was real oh and it was rough right just irritability yeah. um it, it manifests in so many bizarre ways right you know and, and you, it wasn't a substance for you. It was a, that was a process. process. That's right. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, people don't often associate detox with process. Right. Um, they usually associate it with chemical. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. but yet I've talked to you know, quite a few guys that have been addicted to pornography and mm -hmm. it, the, the grip is real. Yeah. The, the grip is very real. It's yeah. very difficult. Um, especially because now you got to replace there's got to be something that replaces that yeah right because it's your brain is is processed to okay this i need my hit i need my something i need something yes right yeah your dopamine receptors and that plain pain pleasure balance it's just so out of whack yeah and, and you don't know what to do you know mm -hmm. so i remember one time i Steph, it, it was the weirdest thing because we were, we were, we did an in-home in-home separation, okay, which was tough. I moved into one room and she stayed in the master bedroom. And some days we'd see each other, and some days we wouldn't. And okay. and um, yeah, but we kind of started dating again in right. the process of all this. And uh, what that looked like was I would invite her on dates, and yeah, and I remember one night. We were about to leave the house and I was as even keel as could be and we're about, we're heading out, but the TV was still on and she walked past the remote and I was so furious. Cause she didn't turn it off. Right. And I walked over and I hit, <laughs> I like slammed the button as hard as I could and I said, we can go after you turn off the, and I, <laughs> and I said some words that I probably shouldn't say on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they've been hurt before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And she looks at me and she goes, 
you're not sober right now. I'll talk to you later. And just walks out and leaves. And I knew I was, you know, yeah. I, I knew I wasn't. Like, right. Uh, in, in, in the sense that, you know, I, I was from, from abstaining, but my mind. Yeah. It wasn't a sober mindset. Right. I snapped like that. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I was like, where did that come from? Right. But it's just, it was a, you know, I had to, I talked to my counselor about it. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a manifestation of your sort of detoxification, you know? Right. You're going to go through that. Right. So. When, when did hope start to creep into your <laughs> journey? Yeah. Because I think there's people that are going to be listening to this going, okay, I know somebody that's in the same throes of this, or I know, or I'm in it, or, and they're listening and they go, this, this sounds like it's a lot of work. It sounds like. Um, I might have some setbacks and all those things are true, but yeah. when did hope kind of creep in for you? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think once I had gotten all of everything out and I, I Kevin, it took me a few days to go, did I get everything out? Mm -hmm. Are there things that I'm hiding from myself? Uh, I mean, you feel like an insane person, you know, it's right, like, right. Did I actually, have I cheated on my wife multiple times and I don't even, I'm not even aware of it, you know? Right. Um, wow, that's a scary place That's a, yeah. I mean, because your brain is, it's so much more powerful than than you think it is. Right. Um, yeah. And Because it can trick you into thinking things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. And so um, I think once I had gone through that mm -hmm. and once I had been to about a week's worth of recovery meetings and, and the... Um, some of the things had finally started to set in. Um, there was one period where I was, I was just so broken. Um, I began weeping in, in a way where I didn't know if I would ever stop. Oh, so really settled on you. Though. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I would go to bed weeping and I'd wake up and I'd go for a walk and I just start crying just in the middle of this walk. Uh -huh. And that, in hindsight, I didn't understand what was happening. Sure. But it, it, that was hope. Mm -hmm. That was that part in Romans 2 I was talking about earlier where God is taking you by the hand and leading you into radical life change. It's, mm -hmm. it's the scene in um, the one uh, Chronicles of Narnia book where uh, Eustace, I think, he's getting the skin taken off of him uh -huh. by Aslan. Uh -huh. And it's like, it's pain like I've never felt. Oh, people are right. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's like, um, it's this idea of, of transformation. Mm -hmm. That's what, and that's what the gospel promises. Sure. Like, um, right. And there's some grieving and mourning in there a hundred and suffering yeah yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah 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 you know because you literally are dying to a former way of being right to wake up to something different right and 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 so you're grieving and you're mourning you know uh the defense mechanisms and the ways that yeah i mean that's the that's the crazy thing i can say today looking back on all that like with gratitude thank you hmm addiction thank you. Uh, you you kept me alive right you you kept me alive for a while i don't need you anymore right i'm grateful right for what you gave me in the sense of um you know it's a it's a messed up way of hope right but it does provide 
uh, a mechanism to continue on. Right. That's where most of those things come from. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You just learn to cope in the middle of whatever a, you're in the middle of. That's and, it. And you develop those things that keep you from going crazy. Right. Or doing worse things. Yeah. Yeah. And so being stripped down to that sort of ba very basic existence mm -hmm. was the beginning of feeling hope. Okay. You know, and I think that's why they call it rock bottom. Like you hit, you <laughs> hit point. rock bottom, yeah, rock. but there's rocks there. I mean, yeah, right. So you catch, have a they catch you and it hurts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least you're on a firm foundation yeah, to begin to true. build something. Yeah, that's that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And it depends upon how hard you're and how far how high you fell from. Sometimes is that's how painful right. it is. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. But I also think that is directly. That's the crazy thing about it is that. Um, as far as you can fall, I really do believe that you can go equally as far in the, in the realm of hope. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like there are some people who I, you know, some stories I hear in recovery rooms who people who are decades down the line. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I, it's impossible for me to believe that you are this person today who was that person that you talk about. Right. It's just, you know. Yeah. Two different people. It is. Yeah. But that's the promise of transformation, transcendence, right. and, yeah. you know, that the gospel gives. Yeah. So if you were to, you know, somebody's listening to this and going, oh, work for you, work for you, Tim. Mm -hmm. um, you don't know where I'm at. You don't know my, how deep I'm in. You were in deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> um, but, and um, what's, what's the first step? that they could take just right. to, just to test the water. Like you said, you dipped your toe in the water yeah, to see what was safe. I listen. The first thing I would say is I get that. I felt that mm -hmm. I would listen to people and say, come on, man, you don't, but you don't know. Right. And I would say, I, I, Richard Rohr talks about this. He says the ego wants two things. It wants to feel separate and superior. Okay. Yes. And I, I find that to be true. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is um, I only was viewing superior through one lens. The other lens that I viewed it through is, well, I, you don't know me. I'm a superior piece of crap to you. <laughs> Ouch. Right? <laughs> right. Right? Which, yes. which then makes me separate from you. Correct. Yes. But that's not... How are you going to find healing there? You, you you're can't. Just, you're just going to be left alone. Right which is exactly where you are right now, where it's not working. Right. And so I would say the first step is to find somebody who's safe to tell the truth to. Yeah. Um, and you don't even, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but you don't have to tell the whole, like, Try it out. Right. Yeah. That's what you, you know? said. That's what I liked what you said. I said, I don't, I didn't tell everything. Yeah. I just... Stuck, yeah. you, you did it progressively. You st stuck your foot in the water and said, okay, how's this going to go? Is it hot water, cold water? Right. Am I going to get, am I going to get thrown in the water? What's going to happen to me? Right. Oh yeah. How messy is it going to get? Yeah. Right. There's a, there's a line in, in one of the, um, I think it's in the solution portion of the, uh, AA readings, but, mm -hmm. uh, they say we couldn't see the path ahead only that others had gone that way before. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Right? Yes. And so you cannot do this alone. 
Right. I mean, there's a certain amount of time anybody can white knuckle anything. Sure. You could do that. Yeah, for a while. Your willpower is strong enough to do that. Yeah. But when it comes to addiction, mm-hmm. th- yeah. forget it. There's yeah. there's just no way you can do it alone. Yeah. Because um, it owns you. There's a there's a it's it's winning. It won. That's right. Yeah. It's hijacked your yeah processes. Right. Right. And and within yourself, if you could, you would have stopped. So there's right. there's a need for something, someone, a community outside mm-hmm. of you that won't condemn you, mm-hmm. but help you. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That but, will show grace in some way. Yeah. 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 And oftentimes that's, that's hard to find from the people closest to you because they've been hurt by you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they... they why should I give you grace? You've treated me blah, blah, blah. Like, and so there's a, so sometimes it's, it's that stranger who happens to be your therapist. Sure. Sit down in an office and go, okay, you don't know me from anybody. We don't see each other at the other place. This feels a (laughs) little safer. There's no microphones on. Yeah. Blah. Here it is. This is, this is who I really am. That's a great place to start too. Yeah. Because a therapist is contractually obligated <laughs> yes. not to you judge. Can't tell anybody. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that um, <clears throat> but the idea of community for you was big too. It was huge. Yeah. 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 And I know that because uh, people rallied to both you and Stephanie mm-hmm. in the midst of this. Yeah. That's big. how I actually got involved was because mm. um Randy came to me and said, Hey, this is, can, can we help? And I said, yeah, man. Um, crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, so long ago, I, I didn't know you well. I just knew you as an acquaintance at that point, mm-hmm. but over the years, uh, God's really done a work for you guys, for you mm. and for Stephanie. What else would you like to share about? Um, I know there's a ton, but I'm trying to, you know, we'll, yeah, we're into this about forty minutes. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing is, uh, I it's just that there is hope. Right. There is hope. Like, uh, and it's it's probably gonna look different than you think it's gonna look. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because there are so many people who just want that quick. I mean, we're a, we're a culture of quick yeah. fix. Right. Think of how many things <clears throat> you ha- have to work for these days. No nah, man. Yeah. I can just order it on Amazon. It'll be here within yeah. 12 hours. Yeah, which know? is really weird. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> Until is. you get your credit card bill. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, uh, this is a, it's a hard path. Yeah. It's a rewarding path. Um, it's not real linear though, is it? It's not. No. Yeah. And that's like, um, we actually did a table recently with Dave Verhagen and, and Ellen, Dave and Ellen, and uh, <laughs> right, and, and and where we laid out our spiritual timeline. And most of mine was actually drawn like mountains, right? Yes, because that's what it's like. Yeah. It's not a linear. No, it's not a linear. It just thing. doesn't work that way. And there are moments when really what you need is somebody just to come alongside and say you're going to get through it. You need. You just somebody to speak hope into your life mm. when you feel like you've just again failed. Yeah, that's yeah. Those are the people that that make the biggest uh, 
impact. I think that's right. Yeah. The other thing, and, I, and I'm borrowing this, uh, I can't quite remember exactly where I'm borrowing it from, but uh, when, when Jesus talks about, if you want to follow me, take up your cross daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thinking Luke, about Luke what 10. that means. Yeah, right. <laughs> and thinking about what that means in the context of recovery. Yeah. In the context of accepting right. um, powerlessness, that sort of thing. Well, what does that mean? It means there's a heavy load of suffering to bear. Yeah. A good bit of it will be unjust. Yeah. I mean, just look at Jesus. Yeah. And so what do you do? Do you run from it? Or do you voluntarily accept it right. and transform as a consequence? Right. And so to this, to this point, my suffering to bear was an addiction mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to run away from. Right. Um, there was an, an injustice done to me at some point along the way. Sure. I felt comfortable in the role of victim for a long time after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, what works best for me today is to accept that voluntarily. This is my load to bear for this day. And as I have accepted that, I have transformed as a consequence of it. Right. It's remarkable. It's, it's, it's backwards in so many ways. Yeah. Or it's upside down. Yeah. I was going to say, say, there you go. The upside down kingdom. (laughs) Well, it is. It's, it's to master it is to accept its effect on you and mm-hmm. then and then be able to go okay this is my burden to bear yeah that's backwards is it cuz right. cuz mastering for us is to kill it yes yes that's exactly right mm-hmm. yeah wrestle to the ground and put a bullet in it yeah yeah that's exactly right yeah but that that's not going to work for something like like the, an addiction, right? It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. It's it truly is, yeah. And so your faith, your hope, your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with friends, the the relationship with your church, the relationship with your therapist, the relationships ultimately um, were enhanced restored um changed as well it wasn't just you that whole um relational life you you began to show up as your real you Mm. i I, i'm i'm trying to paraphrase a little bit of what you said but yeah so the mask went away yep that's right and so you were able to then step into relationship without that that's yeah. That's exactly right. And and that changes. You know, um, the other thing that uh, Jamie taught us at one point was like for so right now it's you and I in this room, right? But there's a third personality that our dynamic is making up, right? And if we added somebody to to this, there would be the uh, our three personalities, but then the personality oh, that the we're group. on, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. And each one of us contributes to that, correct? And so when you transform, you actually transform the overall overarching personality of every single relation relational dynamic that you have that's right because you now you're no longer stepping into it trying to hide something there's no it 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 allows for uh, others to really know you that's yeah exactly 
And then, and in doing so, you invite them to be known as well, mm-hmm. right. you know? And so it, it just, vulnerability breeds vulnerability, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, your relationships are in a new place. Right. Intimacy so. becomes a reality. Right. Rather it's not than a, something you want. Right. Yeah. Not an abstraction. Right. Where you can maybe define it. Yeah. It's something you're living. Right. And isn't that the goal? Yeah. Right. That really is the goal. <laughs> that really is the goal. And and even in that relationship with God, there is a tendency to hide parts of ourselves. Yeah. And and not allow him to see what he already knows. But there's a degree of um, freedom that comes from releasing these things into into the light. Yeah. That I've, I've, you know, I didn't know you very long before you were in the process, hmm. but the process has definitely changed you. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as, a tale as old as time, too. <laughs> that, that hiding, I mean. Right. Like, from, from the garden. From the garden. From the garden. Well, let's hide. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. That's our, that's our best thinking. Yeah. And so... You know, that's, it's crazy. Like I wasn't alone in thinking that was the best idea. Everybody thinks that. (laughs) Everybody. Right. Yeah. I ate, I ate five donuts. Yeah. Really? I ate six, but five sounded better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I didn't uh, want you to judge me in the ways that I'm actually judging judging myself. myself. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, the things we do, the things we do, (laughs) the things we do to feel accepted. I know. And, uh, wow, this has been great. I really appreciate your willingness to tell the story. I'm just hopeful that, you know, if it helps one person take that, put their little foot in the water and go, I hope so. Yeah. 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 It, it exists. Yeah. The safety and and security and the care for your story that you're hoping for. Mm -hmm. It's there. Mm -hmm. People want to join you and, and, we want to see transform lives. Yeah. And if, if you have nowhere to turn, um, turn, turn to uh, us, we will, we'll direct you in the right way. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can send us an email. Um, I know Sam tells me to tell his email address at the, everyone at the end of these, these podcasts, but, uh, reach out to Sam at journeytn.com. He's our care pastor. You don't even have to give your name. He'll, he'll send you the right direction. So. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this was fun. And uh, we can see God at work. And it's good to see him at work. And thanks for joining us on Journey Now today. Thank you for joining me as we've gone through this series on addiction. And I just, again, want to thank my guest, Dave Verhagen of Southwest Psych, who gave us such great insight into the mind of addiction. Jake Smith of Plumline Ministries, who gave us a view from the heart and the interconnectedness of us humans. Then my colleagues here at Journey Church, Care Pastor Sam Barnhart and Executive Pastor Susie Lind, as we discuss the challenges of addiction in the context of the local church. And a special thanks to Tim Skipper, one of our elders, for sharing his story of hope. As I've been sharing throughout this series, if you need help in this arena, whether you are struggling with an addiction or a problem, or you are living with someone who is struggling, please reach out for help. 
our care pastor, Sam Barnhart, is a great place to start. It's, it's confidential and it's a, a first step. You can reach him at sam at journeytn.com, sam at journeytn.com. Some final words from Kevin, your host, me, on this journey of having pastored for over 30 years. I have seen the effects of addiction. I have seen it on people as individuals, families, marriages, and friendships. This little series was designed to bring some understanding to this complex topic, as well as some avenues to find some help. We hope that you find them. There is hope in the midst of this struggle. Part of the role of the church is to be a safe community that allows for people's struggles to be shared and that we can bear them together. Just some themes that became clear as the series unfolded. Isolation is a soul crusher. To move forward, if you find yourself in isolation, it's going to take courage to reach out. We pray for you. We are praying that you can make that step. Community can be difficult to find, but it can be very healing. Another lesson learned is that maintain the relationship with boundaries, meaning those of you who are in relationship with someone who is struggling with addiction, please maintain the relationship with boundaries to protect yourself. If at all possible, stay in that relationship so the person who is struggling has a place to turn. Only though to the degree that you don't become enmeshed or codependent and you can maintain your own healthy boundaries. A third theme is to encourage you to ask someone you trust if they, th- if they think you may have a problem. Be honest and be clear with them and yourself. And then the fourth one is addiction is not a one-size-fits-all solution. There are degrees of addiction and different ways to go about recovery. I just want to encourage you, if you're struggling, get started. If you're living with someone or are in relationship with someone, Pray for them, encourage them, but don't get enmeshed with them. Talk to someone, make a connection. And if possible, and you need to, uh, that next step, please reach out to Sam, Sam Barnhart, our care pastor at sam at journeytn.com. And I just want you to know this, forgiveness abounds in our relationship with Jesus and with people if Jesus is the center of that. So take a step, reach out, ask for help, maintain good boundaries, encourage one another, and may we find ourselves on the other end of addiction, looking at it through the lens of recovery.